This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Today's episode is brought to you by Fox and Stallion. Fox and Stallion is a Victorian mystery comedy fiction podcast about the best detective team on Baker Street. No, not that one. Season 2 will be airing in 2024 and is currently crowdfunding through May 1st. They have stickers, personalized in-universe thank you letters with wax seal, calligraphy, and all of it, and even a tier where they solve a mystery that you send them. Uh, They do want me to note Fox and Stallion cannot guarantee the solving of any mysteries, but they will try their absolute hardest for three to five audio minutes. This show also has everything you could want. Jewel heists, asexual detectives, lavender marriages, and a really old cat. You can find and listen to Fox and Stallion anywhere you listen to podcasts or on their website, 224bbaker.com. That's 224bbaker.com. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. There are no postmen in our fair city. If one policy wishes to contact another, she can always log a message on the VidVoice system, accessible to all policies at their company-issued work terminals. Those without access to terminals, or those with something to hide from the corporation, must deliver messages the old-fashioned way, in person. Dr. Herbert West is not a policy of heart life, and deep in his residence on QDEC, the company-issued terminal is non-functional, having long been cannibalized for parts. And the good doctor is, by his own admission, old-fashioned. Little surprise, then, that someone should pay him a personal visit. Here in a domicile which otherwise contains only a lumpy shape covered with a sheet sits a lone piece of starch paper. It has been folded in half with precision and placed at the center of the eating space. Who would leave me a note? And they addressed it to Dr. West. I don't recall introducing myself to anyone but Simon, and he hardly seems the kind to write. Salutations, Dr. West. We have been pleased to hear that you will be making a brief visit to us here in Hartford. Your presence is requested at my office, Level 20, Room 1, at your earliest convenience. Regards, Dr. Emily Caligari. Caligari, hmm. And a doctor. A fellow academic, no doubt. I suppose it is time that I make the rounds and rattle the researchers' cages. Andrew, are you free? He is. 
Andrew Snidge finishes tying a string of chili peppers found in Dr. West's case to a low-hanging pipe. That'll look nice. Coming, Dr. West! What young Andrew Snidge lacks in scientific competence, he makes up for in loyalty. Loyalty sufficient to the purposes of Dr. West. Oh! Ow! Rejected by the corporation, Snidge received a new lease on life from West, who has taken him on as an assistant. One could describe him as tall and handsome, but to do so would be in direct contrast with the truth. You rang, sir? Call me Herbert, please, Andrew. Would you be so kind as to bring me my trousers? Okay. Oh, and Andrew, I will require my second best suit. You will find it labeled as such. There are several pairs of trousers in here. Which ones would you prefer? Bring me my fighting trousers! Right. Thank you. Ah, wonderful. Now, help me on with this coat. I was hoping to talk to you, sir. Yes, Andrew. What about... Ah, be careful with that. About doing more than lab work, Herbert. Seeing what it is you do in the field. Did your field mission with that prostitute whet your appetite? It was fun. I felt like a spy. I will warn you, my boy, not all of our outings will involve libertine men or scarlet women. Now, bring me my hat. We must be off. We? Oh, we? Where are we going? We've a social engagement, Andrew, and I must needs be punctual. Punctuality is the mark of a true gentleman. You you mean... You shall join me in the field, my lad. No time like the present. Now, hold up that mirror that I may adjust my cravat, and we'll be off. Like I said, punctuality is the chiefest virtue of the civilized. Or is that punctuation... I can never remember. Time to press on, young Snidge. With that, Herbert West, man of science, steps out into the unending corridors of hot life. He and his assistant walk straight to the nearest people mover. The door is open, almost as though it were waiting for them. West steps through. The door closes. Ow! On Snidge. I thought those things had motion sensors. Despite Andrew clamoring awkwardly through the people movers' doors, it is Dr. West's clothing which has attracted most of the attention of the passengers. A nice monkey suit, fella. Someone important die? Not yet. What? The people mover rumbles on from the distant part of Q Deck where Dr. West resides, toward the thrumming central pillar of the corporate tower's main elevator bank. Every once in a while, as the overworked contraption passes some maintenance tunnel or another, there is a flash of sulfur light which falls onto his high cheekbones and taut chin. Dr. West and Andrew Snidge exit the car and move to an elevator heading up toward the base of Heartlife's main tower. Deck zero, please, Andrew. Would you care for this seat, madam? No? Well, catch as catch can, I suppose. Ah. <sighs> My name is Herbert. I'm a doctor. How very nice for you. Well, very well. Ignore me. But do promise me that you will get attention for that growth on your neck. Oh. Yes, you would like the seat after all. I thought you might. After all, you're not long for this world. Least I could do. There. You're very welcome. Dr. J. Goodness, we're at J-Deck? This must be an express car. One of us must be very important. What do you do? Algae farming? I... 
I adjust the lamps. I suppose it must be me, then. Level zero. Conquest. No offense taken, I hope. Enjoy what remains of your life. Come along, Andrew. Algie's important. Dr. West and Andrew Snidge proceed through gates, gables, and guards until at last they come to level 20 of the Heart Life building. Behind closed doors, we find Dr. Caligari fiddling with equipment in her laboratory. The space is well appointed. Her lectern is crafted from varnished teak. Her tempered glass equipment is stored in neat rows along the reagent shelf. And the terminals that line the workspace are definitely not standard company issue. The only thing Caligari's laboratory doesn't hold in abundance is answers. Damn it! Why can't it be replicated? If only I'd gotten a chance to see it before it was snatched out from under me. I wish I had that tube. Of course he would. Now of all times. Ah, Dr. West, I presume. Emily, I am your humble servant. You may call me Herbert. And you may call me Dr. Caligari. Ah, formality. The corset of society. Doctor, may I present my assistant, young Andrew. Hiya. May we enter? Please do. Thank you for your hospitality. And your lovely note. It's not often that one sees real paper these days. Such weight. Such crispness. The resources of Heartlife's Life Sciences Department are expansive. Please, sit. You are too kind. So, you wish to see me? Yes. Yes, in fact, I've wanted to see you for some time now. You should be commended. It was rather difficult to find you. Dr. West, I'd like to offer you a position on my staff. Really? Me, a member of the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? A scientist of your stature cannot enter a city like mine without being noticed, my friend. Gracious. Does my reputation precede me? Not precisely, no, but your arrival here has caused quite a stir. As have the recent purchases of your assistant. Boric acid, semiconductors, phenylalanine. These are not the acquisitions of an amateur. They're the purchases of a genius. Right. Shutting up. You speak too well of me, young Snidge. But yes, I have purchased such goods for my laboratory, humble as it is. Your department is generous. Your resources dwarf my own. I like even the most basic power couplings and reagent flasks. I have all that and more. You have everything to gain from joining me. We seek to better the lives of the policies here in Hartford. No doubt you came here with similarly beneficent intent. In point of fact, I'm here to give new life to the poor old policies of Hartford. Dr. West. Look out of that window and behold our fair city. You too, Andrew. See before you those spires, those interwoven webs of transit, those modular policy-housing trapezoids. See it sparkle, see it steam. It's pretty. Only from this distance. Hartford teams with illness and malnutrition. You could help me nurse it back to health again, Doctor. 
Well, I must say I'm flattered. Like I said, everything to gain. Hmm, and anything to lose? You'll forgive my suspicion, but in my experience, there's always a catch. I want nothing whatsoever. Really? Not even the containment tube? Excuse me? Andrew, really? I heard a kid in the PWC talking about her in that bar. You know, the time I took that briefcase of money and met with the prostitute to buy the containment tube? <clears throat> Snitch. I'm just saying. It's a thing we got. Is it now? Yes. Well, young Andrew is to be congratulated. He's uncovered the real reason for this meeting. Guards! Two incredibly beefy security men arrive at the door to Caligari's lab. Duplicity is unbecoming of a scientist, Caligari. Dr. Caligari. Let me be frank. That containment tube that you undoubtedly possess belongs to me. I will be happy to pay a sizable honorarium for its return. Uh, I'm afraid that's not an option, madam. It is integral to my research. It is integral to mine. Seize them! Dr. Caligari's thugs grab Dr. West and his assistant, but as they do, the handsomely dressed doctor reaches into his pockets and... One... And... Two! My guards, laid out like ragdolls. How did you do that, sir? Fighting trousers. Madam... You made the mistake of neglecting to ask about my research. I have long made a study of the metabolic processes of human beings. I know ways to disrupt them, halt them, restart them. Pardon me one second. You also made the mistake of not having me checked for weapons. A gentleman never goes anywhere without his blowgun and his poison darts. Poison? Oh, don't worry. It'll only paralyze you. Only for about eight hours at that. I can't feel my legs. You had better sit down, Doctor, before you fall down. Ah! Whoops. Andrew, get the door, please. And bring me that trolley. Do you think we'll need to make multiple trips? Multiple trips for what, sir? Why, for looting everything valuable out of Dr. Caligari's laboratory. What? You charming little fellow. You wouldn't dare. You misbegotten diploma farm bred Never. Good. The facial paralysis sets in. Oh, Christmas! A Spangler wrench, Andrew! It's our lucky day. Let's go shopping, shall we? Look, Herbert. A power converter. Put it in the cart, my boy. And fetch those alligator clamps. You can never have too many of those. I thought you said duplicity was unbecoming of a scientist. This isn't duplicity. This is the redistribution of wealth in action, something for which heart life is long overdue. Besides, she started it. How'd you know there'd be trouble? A good scientist can always tell when the dress code calls for fighting trousers, Andrew. One day you'll develop that sense for yourself. Have you got the list, my boy? Yes, sir. Excellent. See to it that everything we require is checked off. I'm off to prepare our lab space. You can count on me, Dr. West. Like a child in a candy store, Andrew Snidge loads down the cart with Dr. Caligari's equipment, snatching up everything a reanimator might need for his 
dread experiments. Caligari lies on the floor of her laboratory, glaring in mute rage as the young apprentice loots her well-appointed workspace of all of its precious resources. Right then. See you shortly, Andrew. And Emily. Good chat. Let's do this again sometime. Dr. Herbert West picks up his hat, steps over the fallen bodies of the Heartlife security men, and strides into the open door of an elevator. An elevator that has arrived, unbidden, just for him. Going down. Hell hath no fury like a scientist scorned, a lesson that Dr. Caligari is anxious for the reanimator to learn. Will Herbert West get his comeuppance? Will Dr. Caligari get her revenge? Find out next time as Our Fair City continues with Herbert West, Prince of Denmark. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved by Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 2 one B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.